road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. Hey guys, welcome to Profession Confession. I am your host, Gabe Noah. Thank you for listening. Before we get to this week's episode, I want to say right at the top, we're always looking for new guests to come on the show. So if you think you or a friend would be a a good uh, fit for the show, hit us up at info at professionconfession.com or any of our social media outlets. Also, I always forget to ask guests questions and I kick myself for it every time. So if there's something that you want the answer to that I didn't ask, please post them to us on Facebook or Twitter. If we get enough response, we'll undoubtedly call him back in because i want to know the answer to this stuff too so just looking for any excuse so on with the show i'd like to give a shout out to john and the staff at taco john's tex-mex with tood last night they made me hands down the greatest meal of my entire life the tables were the perfect height and the ambiance was flat out incredible if you go there be sure to try the unforgettable mexican potato tot Crispy on the outside and mushy on the inside. Covered with flavored salt. Hey, perfect for the Tex-Mex addict who wants the whole enchilada. Taco John's. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Stand Up Records. If you're a fan of stand-up comedy at all, go to StandUpRecords.com. I'm sure you'd recognize names like Mark Marin or Pat Oswald or Dana Gould. Anyone on that label is funny. I'm, I'm going to personally recommend checking out Chad Daniels or Steve Gillespie. Super funny guys. Go to StandUpRecords.com and buy their albums. I promise you won't be disappointed. Hey guys, on this week's episode... We're breaking a bunch of our imaginary rules right out of the gate, which is that I didn't want to interview comics, which we are. We're interviewing Colleen Justice, who's an extremely funny stand-up comedian, really like brilliant, I think, so you should look her up. And her profession is not kind of a rigid profession. We're kind of fudging it a little bit, but she is a homemaker who has a severely handicapped child. Her son has amniotic band syndrome, and... I wanted her to have on the show because she was telling me stories about that she was basically urged not to have the child, wasn't even sure if they'd make it to term. She knew he would be handicapped before anything happened. He also has physical deformity. And, you know, the reactions that she gets from people in the outside world are just, you know, kind of amazingly shitty at times and good and all that stuff. So just the stories were were really uh were really interesting and intense and she's a really darkly hilarious person so we make a lot of off-color jokes as well so it was just really this is one of my favorite podcasts i say that too often but really this one's special so um i hope that you enjoy it colleen was very concerned that she would come off as a shitty mother i would hope that it's clear just what she went through to bring him into the world how how much she loves this kid and it's I feel stupid even trying to qualify it but she cared so I want to get it out there so um enjoy the episode the other voice you'll hear will be Tevin as always but then 
Um, I also had comedian Chell Bjorgen on. Chell uh, has been on the show many, many times. So um, enjoy the show. I think it's time for this homemaker with a handicapped son to confess. On this episode of Profession Confession, we have a homemaker, but in her home is a retarded person. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. <laughs> this episode, there's no way to start this, this episode. We're supposed to be doing a podcast based on people with jobs. We, we hemmed ourselves into a stupid premise, and now you, you meet someone you want to talk to, and now we've got to try to hammer it into our lazy format. Remember when I said nothing would offend me? Yeah. You offended that, the fuck out of me already. <laughs> we have a... We're, we're walking a tightrope, as you can tell. <laughs> All day here. We're, uh, we, we are interviewing. It's uh, myself and Chell Bjorgen. Tevin, as always, I don't need to do this. I'll do this in the beginning. This is bullshit. But our guest this week... Wait, are we saying your name? I didn't even yeah. get that ground. Okay, some people don't like their oh, really? name set. Yeah. If I had known, I would have thought of something better. is a homemaker, though she also does comedy, and homemaker. that's how I know her. <laughs> Colleen Justice. <laughs> you should see the home I've made. It is insane. A lot so, of ramps. <laughs> like... <laughs> I need more ramps, I, no, no, more no. ramps than a fucking Tony I think outside Tony of the Hawk. box is a lot. <laughs> it's more pulleys and ropes. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Now <laughs> you took the wind from my sails right there. Um, yeah, we, we were talking because Colleen has an interesting, I don't know. This is such a stupid way to get into all this, but her son is severely mm-hmm. challenged. Yes. And she went through what I'm a new father and... You know when you always hear someone say about your kid, like, um, I don't know, they just say, like, health stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. you never think about health your whole life. Like, and then all of a sudden when you have a kid, it's all that matters. Sure. Like, you, you really, it breaks down to that to where you just go, like, I just hope there's not some health issue or right. whatever because it make you're powerless over yeah. it. And well, you're one of it's, the... Do you want a boy or a girl? And you're just like, I don't care as long as he's healthy. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's what everyone says. People, except yeah. I did care that it was a boy still. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm a dyed-in-the-wool sexist. <laughs> you never hear dyed-in-the-wool sexist. But anyway... <laughs> um, so yeah, and, and, and you... So you went through, lived through, as far as I'm concerned, one of like... One of the nightmare scenarios sure. that people don't want to hear, and you have a great uh, take on it and all that stuff. So, yeah. Or whatever. You have a healthy, you know, you're a, f- a fucked up lady, and you're just able to deal with it somehow. Right. And if someone <laughs> like me can handle it, it's yeah. a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. So what... what so just to start from the beginning, because yeah. I don't even, because uh, we did a gig together last week and she started telling me the stuff and I kept having to cut her off. Like, I don't want to hear this. Let's save it for the podcast if we're going to do it. Um, so he... His name is Jack. Yeah. He's how old? 16. And you have how many kids? Four. He's my oldest. He's the oldest. He's my first, yeah. So first one, and then you went for more. I did. I'm yeah. like, well, you know what? We just, <laughs> what are the odds? It's right. basically like, what, we've got all of it out of the way. We're going to have the healthiest Olympians right. in the world after no, this. No, absolutely. Yeah. How? When, when, so what does he have? What is his affliction? It's called amniotic band syndrome, which is the most random. 
it, it, I've never heard of it. Obviously, you never hear of shit until you get it. But it's one of those things where they don't know the statistics of how often it happens because it's called a mechanical defect. So it's not a chromosomal thing. Okay. So when the egg was fertilized, it started out normal. So if you were to have done like an amnio, it comes out completely normal and healthy. Okay. But it's a mechanical defect because as so as the the baby is developing, there's two amniotic sacs, which I never heard of. And as the baby grows, the two sacs fuse together to double bag the baby as it gets mm-hmm. bigger. And so in between these two sacs are called amniotic bands. And that's what helps stick them together. And so something caused the inner sac that he was in early on to rupture. And these bands get inside of the sac and do what is, it's basically like being in a car accident. That's so, it's so random. Mm-hmm. And it, there's never, like when you say, oh, my child has Down syndrome, you can look for other kids with Down syndrome and they're very similar. They're, yeah, you they're put very a quick cl- picture on it. It's sure. easy for people it's to right. know, right. But even with their symptoms and, and yeah. things that go with it, for people with amniotic band syndrome, it's anything from a missing pinky. That's it. Right. A lot of it, the bands come in and what they do is they lash around an appendage. Um, Like if babies are born with, it looks like sausage casing. There's pictures of it. I looked it up. So it looks like these bands go across their arms and their legs and then they can... Um, so you can be completely healthy except for, oh, I'm missing a pinky. And they Are they physical to, bands that actually yeah, come actual in and then restrict bands. their yep, growth, yep, basically? exactly it. Okay. And so the um, his went in and just did just catastrophic damage. Uh-huh. It went over his face, his head. And once you get there, you're dealing with right. not compatible with life, mostly. How did you find it out? Like, at what point in the process I and all that stuff? I was... About I was in the I was just ending my first trimester, so I was just okay. starting. So it was very early. I had some. How weight. old were you? I was twenty-seven. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So first kid, I was. We were married for five years at that point, and waited purposely to kind of get our stuff together. And right. So yeah, we it was exciting, and um, so yeah, it was about my almost starting my second trimester. Not quite. Um, I had some bleeding early at seven weeks, which they think that's where probably the damage started. Okay. And so that's where that whole thing is. A lot of people, especially with Jack's, the severity of his condition, mostly miscarry because that's how nature kind of takes care of things like that. And so that's why they don't know how often. It's like one in 1,500 or one in 20,000. Births, okay. They don't know. That's what I was going to ask you next. Yeah, okay, so, so there's not a defined. No, because they don't know what caused that miscarriage. You right. just never know. So, Are there any other? So, you know, I would imagine there's whatever, whether it's through his classes or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you do. Is there any other amniotic no. band syndrome kids that you've well, seen? Well, not or as met? severe. Right. And those kids right. would go into regular, go regular ed school. because it's just they're missing an arm or missing a finger. or. And I, so, so when they told you that it happened, was it delivered to you like tragic news or was it something like, well, oh, this is not looking good. We'll see yeah, what happens. It was the most tragic news. So it, okay. we went in because um, I went in because I was bleeding again. And so we thought maybe I was having a late miscarriage. And so what they do is they do an ultrasound and see a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the baby kind of looks like it's not that little like lima bean shape yeah, yeah. ultrasound. You get it early, yep. early. So you can see there, arms yeah. and legs and kicking. And okay. they're like, well, you know, at this point, if you're miscarrying it's so early there's nothing to do but rest but then they were look they did some they do those measurement things where they click you know i'm sure with your 
wife they the measure. The only thing I remember from that process is that they gave his whatever the scanning picture thing. Yeah. And then they said they drew a picture around his cock <laughs> <laughs> circle and they wrote, whoa, or something like, like it's you a boy, wrote, you whoa. Wrote, whoa. No, they, they really tried to like, and I was insulted because like you, th- that's their read on me is they're like, this is really going to pump <laughs> this dude up. On, if they think this kid has, his son has a big dick, he's really going to be happy. <laughs> like, don't even tell him about the health. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's all that matters. Right. Well, that was the next question. Is this dick big? Right. After of they course. told us that bad news, we're like, okay. well, what, how? I get it on the amniotic thing. How about his cock? Yeah, is that and right? how is he hanging? <laughs> Not well. But um, it, it's double well, whammy. Yeah, well, it worked out. It all plays out the way it's supposed to. Um, he, so it was, what were we talking about? Oh, so yeah, everything looked good. And then this doctor um, said, I'm seeing something, but you're so early. And at that time, you know how now they have the 3D am- yeah. amnios where you can see everything. They didn't really, it wasn't as well known. I never got one and I was high risk at that point. Um, so they said, you know what? Come back in about five more weeks and we'll be able to see more because right now he's too small or the baby's too small. And so we drove home and we're like, um, like I'm going to wait five weeks. So yeah. we went and found um, a, an OB that did another um, ultrasound and sent us to a high risk area and they did an ultrasound and um, they, the, they did it, and they get quiet. You can yeah, tell. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah, ask you. Cause, yeah. You know, as a, whatever, a yeah. parent, when they do that the whole time, you're just shitting bricks as yeah. they're looking at yeah. stuff and, like, what are they going to find? And so, you're watching their cues. And I, it's and almost I like keep, being on a plane, and yes. you always look at the stewardesses. When you, there's, it gets bumpy, you're like, what are they doing? That's the how I explain it. <laughs> that's it's, exactly what I do. And I keep also trying to go, they know that we're watching, so they're going to do double moves, sort of, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, to, like, whatever, decoy moves or yeah. whatever. So I'm trying to look one level deeper at all times, right. but that's just me. Well, so she said, yeah, um, let me get the doctor in, and she brought all the pictures with her, and so we sat there quietly, and didn't, I don't remember having a conversation. I think there was just quiet, and then she, um, the woman that did the scans left, and then within five minutes, the doctor walked in, and I could see her face already, and she was saying, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. As she's walking as in? As she's walking in. Ooh, that's the worst. Yeah. Fu- they don't even give you time to sit down. No. <laughs> like, just, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, no. sorry. No, no. <laughs> Apologizing like was, she's God's right-hand it, man. Like, I was, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, and Our that's bad. what it was. And it was, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And at that point, they were seeing everything wrong. And... It wasn't even kind of like, oh, there might be a chance. It was... And you're three months in at this point? Just, uh, just over? Just about. Okay, no. just about yeah, three months? Yeah, so I was about tw- 12 weeks at that point. So I was, yeah, I was just tipping into the second trimester. And um, and then she immediately, her first thing was, you know, um, we could get you in this week and you can, you know, terminate. And they call sure. it... They call it um, uh, let me think about it. Uh, I'm having a brain freeze, but I'll think about what they call it. But Aleppo. No, no, it's not Aleppo. I'm having an Aleppo moment. Um, it is. The, <laughs> you sat here quietly for 20 minutes. 
Wait, did it drop a fucking Aleppo reference? During the- yeah, it's my job. I'm here Shelby to assist. Organ lady. <laughs> a therapeutic. It's called a therapeutic abortion. Or oh, th- my God. No, it's called a therapeutic termination. They don't even say abortion in the word. Because it's just so heavy. It, Do you it's say just I'll loaded. be back? <laughs> so that's what it was. I'm sorry. I'm so self-amused right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so happy with that. I'll be back. Maybe forget about your Aleppo. <laughs> oh, my God. How did I think it was going to take 10 minutes to have this whole thing just devolve? Yeah, I don't know. I can't believe I was so uncomfortable like the whole drive three, here. Three minutes earlier than I thought, or later than my I thought. My wife basically had the, how dare you ask her these things? Oh, thing, you're and kidding. I'm like, not really, but she's no, kind of yeah, like, like, I'm sure. Like, yeah, you have to be sensitive. No. And I go, no, I wouldn't even have a choice. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. I go, she wouldn't even give us a choice. She'll beat right. us to the jokes <laughs> otherwise. Um, Honestly, the only joke joke I can tolerate on my list of jokes that I tell is my joke making fun of him. And uh, and not making fun of him. It's more making fun of me indirectly. He needs to be taken down a peg. A little cocky. A little (laughs) cocky in his old age. But, yeah. So, So, to to the termination. Yeah. Therapeutic termination, which is just ghastly. What a ghastly term. Yeah. Uh, But they do that for... All the time. For you, for people, basically, yeah. to let them off the hook. Yeah. So, just, and me knowing you. Yeah. Like, I, I would, I identify you as a fellow cynic, as yeah. someone pretty hard, hard-edged and yeah. all that stuff. So, it it does shock, just blow me away. Yeah. To think that you went through with it. And yeah. I don't know what I would do. Like, right. my wife, she and I, of course, talked about this yeah. going up to this. Yeah. And she was just like, yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah. she's she, like, she thinks she'd probably go through with it, too. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, you've seen our um, income statement. I can't imagine. Yeah. Well, we, we weren't have an rich income either. Statement. And it's not, that was the thing. It wasn't like we don't we... have an income statement. So <laughs> poor we are. What is that? <laughs> That's how poor I am. I don't it's know what one fucking, is. Jesus Christ. I, I was an economics <laughs> major. I'll school you guys on it later. It's just a little rundown of yeah. all your streams of income. Well, <laughs> it's just a stack of Gabe's receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull. Red Bull receipts. Um... I, yeah, so it was one of those things where it's a well when you go into it and it you it was a exciting thing to be pregnant and you're going you got the books of what to expect and you're like oh and this is what the looks like now and oh little yes. arms are sprouting and oh it's like this it's a weird shift change and so the way I describe making that decision is did you consult uh, your parents no your, what no it was. Not that you no, and but the, no, you get what I, I, mean. I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah. And we do talk. We did. It was. It wasn't. No. It was from that moment. There was never instantly. It was like um, because because she was like, we can take care of it. I'm like, well, that would be ridiculous because I'm going to get a second of fucking opinion at this point. How right. would you make that decision? Because one doctor said you never know. Sure. And you're just going to grab onto that as like I'm going to go see someone else too. I'm not going to just take sure. your word for it. So. My thing is, is if you get devastating news like that, like, okay, basically what you're doing is you're at that point, you're mourning a death. You're the death of your healthy baby. Yeah. And the hopes and dreams you had for that baby are, that is over. So then someone just told you that your hopes and dreams have died. Now make a huge decision. I wouldn't buy a house. I wouldn't buy a car. I wouldn't, it took me longer to think of the name. It, it, you yeah. can't make a decision that's final. There's no going back from that. 
Yeah. You're making that decision, and it's life or death, literally. Yes. Whatever is, you know, however you want to look at it, it's literally a life inside of you that's moving and growing, and you have to make a choice. But but you're way more tied into that as a woman, just so you know. Because as a guy, I've already glazed over on this, and I've already called the therapeutic termination specialist. Just while you're doing this, I went out and made a call. Well, It, It really, like... And, and I went through this process. My wife had all those books, yeah, all those things. And yeah. I just, you know, I even said to her, I said, can I not read these books and still love my wife and child? Yeah. Do I have to do right. this? To get, like women are so, it's no guy can ever fucking relate to it, I don't think. Yeah. And that's why it's so hard to to even bridge this understanding. Sure. Because we don't have any. Well, and it's this maternal instinct of you told me he's hurt. And I'm going to care for him. Yeah. It's this, it is like this, no, you're not taking. How was your husband in this then? On in board. that case? I, he was just lucky. on board, yeah. just really. Yes. Good for him. Yeah. It was very like, no, never a question. Um, but not to say we went and had a second opinion. And mm-hmm. we did. We went to Rochester, the Renowned Rochester, yeah. where George Harrison, the Beatle, came. Yeah. Saudi Arabian kings come. You're tucking the upper crust. Yeah, up. yeah. So we went in. And, and what did they give you as your best case, worst case scenario? Um, his well, what they saw was just the brain damage, the facial cranial damage. That ninety eight percent chance he won't take his first breath. That's okay. What they said so. There was no hope for life. It was right. not what you hear is the term is um, incompatible with life. Okay. So that's the. Boy, you you went into this place in the world where you hear all these fucking terms that yeah. no one else no, in the world hears. No, and honestly, right? that's incompatible like I said, two, with I, life. I said two amniotic bags. What the heck? I mean, you don't even know. You don't even know. And so we went to Rochester that week and got in with uh, OBGYN. And no, I lied. We went and had an amniocentesis done at this um, high-risk place to find out if it, what we were dealing with. We didn't know. We could just tell by the ultrasounds that it was a mess. Yeah. And didn't alters or didn't amnio to get an idea of, is it chromosome? What, what are we dealing with? What, yeah. And so it came back, the chromosomes were normal. And so then they kind of started thinking amniotic band syndrome. And um, what I liked about this doctor that saw us after we had the amnio is she did an ultrasound again to look at, and we found out through the amnio that he was a boy. So that was, most people don't know that that early unless you do a lot of prenatal testing, which we probably weren't planning on doing. But, um, and so it was kind of cool because we knew our names already. And so we knew his name was Jack. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the first doctor who was very like, we can get you in right away and you can move on is what they said. You can move on and try to have your family and yeah. you can move forward and right. put this behind you. And do you it, view that as insensitive now? I find that not manipulative, but I find it unfortunate a really? little bit because I think when you, that there was other questions to be answered before we get to that schedule. Yes. So I think that a lot of times when you get that kind of shit, you get scares the crap out of you. And so you're like, okay, yeah, let's fix this. It's like a tooth. We can pull it or an appendix. We can remove it right. and just move on. But you're th- forgetting that there's this 
the humanity of what's growing inside of you. And it might be a little bit oh. deep. And it's not necessarily a religious thing for me. It is biology. No, I know it's not. You know, That's why I'm so blown yeah, away by it. Right. No, so that, that like it is, is you're tied some, to that. So there's a sense there's something that was created that will never ever be created again. No matter how many more people get pregnant, those two that exact genetic makeup will never be on this planet again. Was that going through your head as this is like what you just said there? Was that going through yeah, your head? Really? I, I always have known. I've always found pregnancy is just so incredibly miraculous and like. No, it, I know. It's just a weird thing. It's uh, listen. I remember when I dolls. saw that at that Home Depot, and my wife had said something to me that chilled me to the bone, <laughs> which because my wife was freaking me out with all the pregnancy stuff yeah, yeah. and how much she enjoyed it. And she said, uh, "This is when she's like eight months in, and we're near the end." And like, mm-hmm. well, aren't you excited to get rid of it? And she goes. No, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just nice. It's, it's like someone's with you at all times. <laughs> like it was terrible. Sh- and I told Colleen, thinking she'd laugh at her with me. And Colleen says, oh, I know. I mean, it I was is. the exact same way. And I was like, God, what a it daffy is. broad. <laughs> there is nothing like it. There is, I loved it. I loved it. Some women so I know she. hate it. Yeah. I loved every second of it, and it was. And then having known so early on in my pregnancy, and knowing that this was my time with him, yeah, it was intensified. So something that was already very intense for me, anyway. I like. I was gonna say, I played with dolls secretly into seventh grade, well into sure. seventh grade, and then in eighth grade, I would just dress them and pretend like I wasn't playing with them. I was right. born to be <laughs> right. a mom. That was just my thing. I've so always moving been ahead, having the kid. Yeah. Was this because you you told me something that really blew me away? Is that you said he came out mm-hmm. looking normal, right? Except missing an arm. No, I thought you said no, that. no, no. What I said is he was started out normal in the development. It wasn't. You chromosomal. can see why I'd be blown away then. Yes, and then we dropped him into a into a garbage disposal. And then it just got. I feel weird. awful. I even told that to my wife. I go, yeah. here's the kicker. The thing comes out looking normal. <laughs> oh my god, you're so stupid. I know, I know. And she didn't believe me at the time. Even she was I'm right. like, God, she was yeah. confused. Like, what's your... yeah, she was oh like, what? Well, then... we went to. Well, well, here's the thing. This was the thing that I found interesting. Is so we had the amnio. It came out like normal in the sense that had that not happened, he would have been born healthy. But it was a mechanical right. defect. Right. And so we went to Mayo and the doctor was doing the ultrasound. And at that point we knew he was a boy. His name was Jack. And she was doing the ultrasound and she's like, yeah, you know, what? And she was trying so hard to be sensitive. And in, and I'm the kind of person that hates to cry in front of people, so I'm constantly on edge about when they told us about Jack, I didn't cry because I didn't want them to feel bad. Because I knew sure. when that doctor came in, she was telling someone the worst news I can possibly hear, and I thought, oh, how uncomfortable for them. Yeah. And I remember, th- I, can see that. I remember going, okay, okay, okay. Just saying okay a lot, like okay. Right. They and yep, my husband sat I there and wrote was, notes uh, and wrote for this. notes and wrote notes and wrote notes and wrote notes. And I actually came across them not that long ago and rereading them. At, at like that far out was just like wow, <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. But thank goodness Son he was there. Going to be <laughs> <laughs> handicapped. <laughs> um, big, it was just he was writing pitcher for Chicago Cubs and then crossing a line nope. through it. <laughs> 
Well, we'll be able to save money for ice skates and hockey. Uh, so that add that to the budget. Well, didn't we did a podcast and we had a psychic on with uh, Rusty? Oh, shit. Psychic said you're... So I... That's right. I did a podcast with Rusty Gate and be that one. And he had, it was Halloween. It was like a year ago. Did had a psychic come in. And I'm like, let me have him do one. I want her to read me. And so she did. And she said... Not knowing anything, of course, because that's what psychics should not know. She's like... Um, I, you're older. She was talking about my son. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my son, Jack. Yes. Um, he is going to be a mathematician. <laughs> and, wait, get this, play the guitar. Oh, wow. I said, oh, my God, it's a miracle. Now, it was laughing. It was just the funniest freaking thing. So, how blown away will you be when Jack <laughs> overcomes your shit expectations? Huh? <laughs> you fucking horse shit, mother. Oh my god, he's on tour with ACDC. It would be <laughs> a hell of a novelty. Playing with his feet. Um, you when, know what? When, so I actually want to say that because I don't know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. And I don't. All I've done is I've always categorized. <laughs> oh god. This is the worst start to anything. Mentally handicapped people right. and physically, uh, whatever. Right. In certain, you either have. That wheelchair with like the symbols that you point yeah, to on it. Yeah. Or you have that inverted wheelchair that like Leans has back. your back like a cockpit. Yeah. Or you have Down syndrome. Yeah. So we can lop off Down syndrome. Down syndrome. I know right. he doesn't have that. No. So he's somewhere in between the two. Okay. So he he's very. Um, it's funny. So he had one arm completely amputated from the bands, and then okay. the other bands went. And actually, when he was born, when I saw his face. I um, was relieved that because they weren't sure because you can't there's no chromosome test for amniotic band because it's something that just happens mechanically. But then when you saw literally you could see the imprint of the band going from the his mouth all the way through his nose all the way up to his forehead. You could see a line like Holy a diagonal line. Shit. And you could see it. Yeah. And right. so at, at that point, I'm like, it's exactly what it was supposed to be. It's, it is what they said it was. So we didn't have to wonder what okay. is it. So there was that kind of a relief. Like it wasn't, I don't know. I just felt like good to know. But when we were in Rochester, so we're, she's doing the ultrasound and she's like, Oh yeah. You know what, Colleen, what makes us human is, the fact that we can love people and then receive love from people, and it's just not going to happen in this situation what? for you. And she said, you know, we can get you in, and that was another one. We can get you in. So they were actually selling you on a board. You know what? Thing. Not only that, my doctor who is seeing me in the cities read the report she wrote, and he goes, boy, she didn't want you to have this baby, did she? Any kind of, you know, yeah. Wow. Did, so, did but, anyone try to slide you like a hundred dollar bill? Like it was, it was, it was. In it, no, and this is the thing we said. He doesn't look like he has eyes. It looks like his brain's growing on the outside of his head. So these are like the instances where it wasn't shit. just kind of weird things. It was like this. This is, is a very special Halloween episode, right? Exactly, where Jack gets his period. Um, but it was one of those things where I sat there and again in my whole like don't want her to be uncomfortable and she's telling me this and she's basically calling him not human because sure. he doesn't have these characteristics and i was like okay well, you got to say thank if you. his brain was outside his head yeah. she wins that one <laughs> shut up gabe <laughs> okay. you asshole tell your wife you said I that will. <laughs> um so she 
so I left there after being like, okay, thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay. And got into the, um, to the, uh, elevator and just sobbed. Just like, I mean, and I don't cry easy. I can't imagine you ever stopped crying during this process. You know what I was mad about is I was mad that I didn't say his name is Jack. I wish I would have told him. She stripped his humanity in front of me and I let her do it. And I felt so much like I betrayed him. Because at this point, at this point, we were keeping him. So you're just insulting my kid at this point. Right. Right. You're not just giving me a diagnosis. We have already made our choice and we're moving forward. We just want to know what we're dealing with. Right. And we want every answer we can possibly get so we know what to prepare for. And I just remember thinking, you failed him. You didn't. I wish I would have. Because with a name, there comes human. There's a humanness to it. And she was basically like, I'm like, no, what makes us makes him human is the fact that his parents are human. It's, It's not a cat. It's not a dog. It's not an appendix. It's not a tooth. It's not something that you can just wipe away and forget and pretend like never happened. And that was what thing one. (laughs) Thing one, Seuss. (laughs) Big Seuss disciple. (laughs) Thing two, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. So it was interesting in that sense. So yeah. So we basically spent the pregnancy. Here's the weird pair, like the opposite end. My sister, who's seven years younger than me, so she was 19 in college. And came home pregnant. And it was like we were having these dual things. Like she went. Parallel lives. She went and had a pregnancy test in college where she wasn't ready to have a baby. And they were like, you're so early. All you have to do is take this pill and you don't have to worry about it. And she's like, no, 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 no. And basically for the first couple months prayed for a miscarriage. Like, I'm not ready to have this baby. I'm not ready to take the pill, but no. I will pray for right. a miscarriage. Well, you know, it, basically, and I don't know if she got on her knees and prayed for a miscarriage, but she was just like, you know what? Here we go. So she came home from for Christmas break and told my parents that she was pregnant. At that point, I had just, I didn't find out yet until two weeks later. So when I found out I was pregnant, I went back over there. Cause I know Megan was like, Oh, my sister's married and ready to have kids. And here I am in college, not looking to have kids. And it was uncomfortable for that reason. Mm-hmm. So then I said I was pregnant. And my, I remember walking into the door of my house and my mom here, I said, we're, I'm going to, you know, we're pregnant. And she said, she, Megan remembers this too, which is funny. Cause I remembered it. And my mom goes, Oh, all we have to do now is pray for two healthy babies. And of course, in my head, I'm like, well, duh, that's right. what happens every yeah, stinking time, granted. you know, every stinking time. And here we were. So it added to the uncomfortableness that the married sister who's seven years older and 27 is losing her baby. And then the unmarried student in college who's 19 right. is having her baby. And it made what was so you com- were having parallel babies at the yeah, same time, the and hers is healthy time. and all yeah. that. Yeah, that fucks with chicks big time. I, I remember with my wife, we had our kid, and like it was announced that my brother would be having his kid like one month later. Like yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, and just, yeah. My wife walked back to this, and she had just been crying out of happiness that yeah. my brother's going to have yeah. a kid too. But then she had a moroseness that flew over. I go, what the fuck? What's going on? Well, it just. I mean, I'm so happy for them, but it would have been nice to have her. So, so I'm just saying, I know I can't. Yeah. Holy shit, I can't. Your husband, holy fuck, did that motherfucker go through Vietnam? Actually, I was the tougher of the two. I'm gonna say no, not that he wasn't, but I have this thing about crying in front of people that has plagued me since I. My mom said I was four years old, fell down a flight of 
wooden stairs into a basement, not even the nice kind, just the planks on stairs. Fell down the entire flight, came upstairs, and knew she knew I wanted to cry and had to leave the place and go home so I could cry in the car because I was, like, not going to cry. And it was like, if I, my kids are plagued with the same thing. They hate crying in public, which is a blessing, I think, because I hate crybabies. But they were born that way. They came out that way, and I came out it that probably way. probably didn't help that you fell down the stairs, but whatever. <laughs> when I was pregnant. <laughs> and, while I was pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I hate to put two and two together for you, but um, so we're just, you know, staying on top of going right. along with that. What, so... Because you, you, you brought up something that really um, struck me is when mm. you talked about... So you had Jack. Mm-hmm. He came out. He was missing an arm. Missing right? an arm. And in various other yeah. things. Oh, yeah. Okay. Completely deformed. So he's, yeah. he, so he's deformed. Yep. He's all... Right? Because yep. I haven't yep. seen him. Yep. So then you said... Uh, <laughs> this feels like an evil joke now. But you talked about women coming up to him in the carriage. Like, yeah. you're, like you're pushing a, a yeah. baby carriage. Yeah. And they come up and, and they Because I've seen this. Though, I mean... I've told that it's like, mm-hmm. this is like being famous with my yes. wife who walk around with yep. her baby and like yep. other young women of birthing age stare mm-hmm. at you with fucking, you know, yeah. goo goo eyes yeah. and then 50 year old women like yeah. this is their life force mm-hmm. and they run up and they want to see it and touch it. So they come up to you with such unbridled enthusiasm yep. and you're saying then they'd look at yours and recoil, and literally physically recoil. Yes. yes. Any yeah. specific inc- incidents yes. you can think of? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, well, one time I was out with a f- lunch, out to lunch with a friend, and I had the, the car seat sitting next to the table, and this woman came up and was like, oh. And then once you're in the O, you can't like be like goodbye and walk right. out. So it was like this big awkward interaction. Just, oh, just to warn you before you look. Yes, yeah. like I should have like a flag yeah. or something. But she, it was weird. And so then she left, and someone else. She must have went off and said something to someone. And so then they came over, and they, this woman started talking, and she's like, "Would you care?" If I said a prayer for you right here, and I was like, oh, my oh. fucking God. And I was like, you know what, though? Everyone has their own thing, and I was like, yeah, yep. go for it. And I, and I prefer that. It's a positive thing. thing. Yeah. And it's like, it didn't, it wasn't anything. Because I've had another instance, which is the opposite of I was at a grocery store with Jack. It was just the two of us, and we were at a Kowalski's, and I was in line, and there were these high school kids there, you know, picking up pop or whatever between games, and um, this girl came up behind me, and she saw Jack, and then she went over two aisles over where her friends were, and we were waiting to get checked out. And she, I could tell she was telling her friends. Yeah. And it wasn't in a nice way. It wasn't in a mean, aggressive way. And they were laughing. And so then, of course, then the two more come over and pretend like they're standing in line with me. Oh, that's so fucking ugly. I was sitting there and I knew they were too old. And you, you're, all right, so here you go. If you have a healthy pregnancy and you have a baby and you have a healthy baby, you're sleep deprived, your hormones are jacked up, you are all of things. And so I think of myself as a pretty tough broad. Like I can handle most things. And so I'm sitting there probably sleep deprived, depressed, scared because we brought him home under hospice. When we, when he came out, he was like 
okay, we're waiting for him to die, and he never did, so we're going home with him. We didn't have anything for him at home. We didn't plan to... We, I had a casket, and I had a burial plot, and I planned a funeral. Those are the three things I had for him when he came home. So let's, I'm... Okay, okay. Let's, let's put a pin in that. Let's finish this right. thing, so, and then I want to talk so about then that. That's the, insane. So then the, the kids... So then the girls behind us, and you can see them looking, and I kind of looked at them so they could see that I was looking at them looking right. at Jack. Giving and them so a cue. Then, I know what you're like, doing. Bro, up, grow yeah. up and stop what you're doing and be embarrassed. Be embarrassed that you were caught and yeah. let's move on. And so then I was like at that point and I watched them walk back over to the line. It was boys. It was like three boys and a couple girls. And they were I heard laughter from that thing. And at that point, it was embarrassing, actually. I think back to that and I it was just like a uh, flow of rage and tears. And I went, I was holding my tears in as best I could. And I remember going over there and I feel like I'm a pretty witty person and I could think of a good burn if I needed to. In that moment, I thought of nothing. All I did is I walked over to them and I looked at them and I pointed at them. I mean, I walked, I left him unattended, Right. walked over there and I said, I know what you're doing. And you're too fucking old to be doing it. And it, and I'm goat woman because I'm trying not to cry. Yeah. And I'm talking like this. And I was so, I was. I can't it, believe you were that it civil. It was so That's what angering. I think that's remarkably civil. It was so angering. And I. Um, did they react? Did what they did say? they do? Yeah. Nothing. It was just embarrassment. And I honestly, I was in such a rage. And I don't even know if I'm remembering it right. You know what I mean? I'm. It's like almost out of body. And I remember. Uh, just, Swiping my card in tears and knowing that I can't even tell you what happened after that. It was just like just blind rage and getting in the car and sobbing hysterically, getting home and calling my dad. Like that was like my instinct was I need my I called my dad. My dad is cop, Chicago cop, ATF agent, the, just the guy's guy, my, his brother, who is also like, like me. just like salt to the earth, but yep. tough ass, like they can yep. murder you. Yeah. And I, yeah, I talked to my boxes. dad and he was just the same rage in the same, like, who are they? Who are, like, he wanted to find who they were. He wanted to know who they were. He called his brother who's a Chicago at that time. He still lives in Chicago. And they were both like, I want to find these MFers, and we're gonna mess them up. I mean, it was just that's the kind of protectiveness. But in, you know in, what this this reminds me of what? is so my son's name is Doc, which yeah. is kind of like a weird name. Yeah. So sometimes people say, "What's your son's name? name?" I like it. And then I'll say, "It's Doc," and they'll go like, "Ah." Oh, hmm. So it's kind of like it's just the same thing. Same it's exactly the same you know, thing. I mean, anyway, Super it's, exa- it's exactly so the same thing. So I know where you're coming. from. I know. I'm glad we can relate. Uh, I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> totally the same. Kevin, do you have any, anything to add to this podcast so far? You're just gonna <laughs> no, nothing. No, keep I mean, sitting there breathing. I, well, when she said to look up pictures of ambiotic band, oh boy. I looked up pictures. <laughs> She's been looking up, and I'm now looking at porn. It's a punk I'm group. Now, I'm now looking at pictures of puppies because there were some very uh, I know, graphic images. It is. It is. In, no, my uh, I actually have a cousin that has Down syndrome. Yeah, and she's probably love her to death. Yeah, but I think she might be well, the biggest you. asshole. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> she knows very smart, knows sign language, yeah. and that's like her main way to communicate. Oh, really? And like my whole family knows sign language except for me. And so she'll talk to me. She knows that I don't know sign languages, so she'll sign yeah. to me like, and I'm like, just use your words. And she's like, 
she, were like, you sure she that she put your middle yeah, finger up? Yeah, I'm like, you know, like, you know, I don't know, but yet I know you, she just wants water, and so she's like. I'm like, tell grandma what you want. This should look at my grandma and be like, water. Like, yeah, she knows right away. You know what's so funny is that you know your kid has problems when you he goes to school for the first time and the kids with Down syndrome are like, what the fuck <laughs> is <laughs> up with that kid? He is messed up. Why does my son I'm always have to be kidding. the most retarded kid there? <laughs> not, I'm not that kidding, though. Happened, it actually right? happened. The kids are like, wait a minute. <laughs> We're letting him in this class. Are I'm we going to really? <laughs> but it was. It was like, it, but you have to laugh. Every step of the way, you have to laugh. You, I laugh at my other kids, too. And if I were to treat him differently, yes. it's because he's already different. And he's already, you know, there's yeah. this whole. Um, it, it, and so, I don't know. I'm kind of rolling with it. But it, I have four, I've had three other children. And there's a lot of things that, especially now in the you news, they're talking about. I'm not interested in hearing about No, those I'm not going to talk about them. <laughs> my normal <laughs> kids. Right. Like I would Fuck ever have them. a normal kid. Yeah. But the thing that you hear about lately, too, because they're talking about the late term abortions and stuff, and the, a lot of the people's, when they sent me home to make a decision when we found out, we got a pamphlet and it was titled, it was a booklet titled, A Time to Choose, A Time to Heal. And it gave you all these different options. And basically the option, it was basically like abortion, but if you don't want to, here's this. There was one page of people keeping it. And so I knew it wasn't like a common thing. Yeah. And so it was weird because they had to cobble together this perinatal hospice program for us, knowing so that he when, wasn't going to live. So when, uh, when you guys had him then, you said that, mm-hmm. so you guys had a period at the hospital mm-hmm. where you're kind of just waiting for him to, yeah. to uh, ex- expire. Yeah. And then they go, okay, nope, he's going to live. You guys got to get no, out of here. No, they never said that, though. It oh, okay. was We took him home under hospice. Like, he's not going to live, but he's not going to die in the hospital. Okay. So he's going to die in your house in the next couple of weeks. So okay. then they transfer it. But we had family from out of town. His family's from the south. They all came up. And it was one of those things where he was—when I came— basically, normally with a C-section, they'll give you an epidural. And I said, well, I don't want an epidural. And they're like, well, why? I said, I want to be asleep because my thought was it's going to be quiet. He's going to come out and he's going to be quiet and it's going to be deafening. Because you thought he's going to yeah, be dead? Yeah, it's going to be horrible. I'm okay. going to be cut open yeah. and I'm going to be mourning this. The silence was just, all I could think of was the silence and I didn't want that yeah. part of it. I didn't want that part of it. And so they're like, but the, <laughs> this is what they said. This, the doctor was like, or the nurse was like, well, we don't want to give you anesthesia because um, it's not good for the baby. And I'm like, give me anesthesia for Christ's sake. <laughs> Put a syringe of heroin yeah, no in kidding. this kid's forehead. No I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, it didn't matter. It was just right. funny. And then she's like, oh yeah, never mind." Right. So they, the nurses were so kind. And you, when you have a C-section, you have your own nurse. And on the way to the hospital, I remember thinking the whole pregnancy when I would go for uh, appointments driving the same route, I remember thinking, on the day I have to have this baby, I'm going to lose my mind and they're going to have to tie me down and pull him out of me because I was the only thing keeping him alive. Yeah. And so there was this sense, I'm going to be insane. But that morning, 
That's we, a good thought we to have. Got, and, well, it was. It was. Well, not only They're that. They're going to have to tie me to a motherfucking table well, not because only that, I'm going to lose my At mind. the time, I worked for Pottery Barn. So here I am, obviously pregnant, and women would come up to me no less uh, than three times a day and be like, oh, my gosh, I bet you have the cutest nursery because you work for Pottery Barn. Sure. And I'm like, yep, I do. And you had to lie and not make right. people uncomfortable. I know there's a coffin in my viewing room. And I have this <laughs> Did you get a Pottery Barn coffin? No, but I'll tell you what. This is interesting. The day, so here's the parallel thing. Shabby, things. chic, my, white with. It was really cute with like some toile. So it was my sister and mom. out a cap. Uh, Picking out a coffin. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. But my, this is, it'll, it'll tie into okay. the coffin. My sister and my mom didn't know this. And I kept a lot of it to myself because I didn't want to take away from her pregnancy and I knew it was going to be uncomfortable for her knowing my situation and she was hypersensitive and I just wanted her to have a happy you'd hate to inconvenience right sure right make her uncomfortable yeah yeah. so she they had come in I was at Pottery Barn and I knew after I got off work we had an appointment with the undertaker to pick out a casket and those things and at that for whatever reason that day my mom and sister were at the Galleria and they came in and they're like we're gonna be crib shopping today and they're like want to come in you know they were talking about crib shopping and I remember that was one time I got really bitter I'm like fuck your crib that was like how I felt like fuck your crib I don't want to hear about your crib I don't want to hear about it I don't want to think about it I don't I'm gonna pick out a casket later today and then when we were driving I remember talking to Andy and being like, yep, we're just going to get this. And I wanted it to be clean and cut and no, I didn't want drama. I didn't want crying. I didn't want anything. And I felt bad for him because he knew she's got a stiff upper lip and I can't be the dude in there crying. Sure. And he's a sensitive person. So his instinct would to be cry. But I'm like, we're not, we're not crying at this. This guy is going to be so uncomfortable. I'm sure. holding the human being in my belly, and he can see it. And this is and so, so you. So you picked up the coffin when yeah. the baby's still inside. Yes. Okay. I planned my funeral as so my baby kicked optimist? inside me. Well, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. re- it's it's so surreal. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there, and we were like, "This is the music I want," and this is what the freaking director said to me. I'm like, "I like this song," and he goes, "Don't you think that's kind of like..." Um, and it was basically like a cheap joke. I don't know how he framed it. Don't you think it's kind of too sad just to be sad? I'm like, you know, it's going to be too sad just to be sad is I'm burying my baby. Did you say that? No, because that would be uncomfortable. <laughs> You've really been sensitive He's telling you what too. song to ch- like. Yeah, like that would be like, oh, your purpose. Um, it was an Irish lullaby. That's it. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just more like a traditional thing. And I'm like, how about, no, he's like, don't you said- think that's too sad? I'm like, you know, it's too sad. I'm feeling this baby kick inside of me, and I'm planning his funeral, you dumb fuck. Of course it's sad. It's a funeral, you asshole. Sorry. I hope my mom doesn't hear this. But <laughs> My wife wants to play at her funeral. She wants them to play bagpipes. Yes. I said, I'm glad to hear that you'll go out as shrill as you were in life. <laughs> it's horrible. But yeah. I love the bagpipes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, she doesn't even. Whatever. No, it's, whatever. it's a whole thing. But anyway, so... So you picked out a coffin before mm-hmm. it came out. Yeah. So here's a question I'd like when I think of all the bad wait, reactions. Wait, wait, can I just say about the coffin, what it mm-hmm. looked like? Yes, please. Okay. Cherry wood? No. Okay. No, no, no. It's basically he came out, and they don't always have the infant coffins on because it's not a high, it's not, you don't need them. So we were amongst all the big coffins, and they had these little folding chairs put 
face to face and using it as a display table. And so then they have the material, like you would see, like the the, the silky satinness mm-hmm. covering it, and you're like, oh, okay, that looks nice. But when they pull it in, basically, it's like a cooler from the '70s. It's foam. It was white foam, and I remember thinking. Really? That's what it, it's not wood? It's a, you would think you'd bring out like those old pop tab, old styles out of it. Unless you're keeping them fresh. (laughs) Is there, is it hard to find six toddlers to carry them? (laughs) 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 Or do you just get one Paul Bear who just walks hugging (laughs) the hall? Over the shoulder. Yeah, just over the shoulder. No, yeah. That would be too sad for the sake of being sad, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I think I was just looking for tears. I'm over, over Celis. No, it was, it was, yeah, it was weird. It was. Oh, here. um, So, so I was getting something with this. Stop interrupting. I'm a fucking kid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. When, because this is an honest question, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, okay, oh shit, this happened today. There was a guy mm-hmm. in the, <laughs> when I pick, so I called this place, asked if there's mixers for vodka on the way, and I called Tevin. Oh my God, it's similar. And I go, hey, Tevin, is there any mixers for vodka? He goes, yeah, we got some root beer. <laughs> no, you, I said, <laughs> yes, all you, that's Tevin. here is root beer. Is there anything that we can no, mix vodka go, yep, with? Yep, we got some and root beer. I said, beer. all that's go, here yeah, is I don't root drink beer. vodka root beer. So, <laughs> well, you're drinking warm vodka <laughs> Red Bull, so don't act like so you're high brow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, I got to stop at the at the market. And I was having one of those weird, do you ever have those things where you drive and you think you're in the wrong area and everything mm-hmm. looks different, even though you've been there before? It's like... I'm getting very psychedelic here, but really, it gets that where you're like, I've never been. Where the hell am I? I'm not I? a drug addict, wrong? so no. Okay. Well, then I walk in, and I walk into the grocery store, and there's this dude who's been, like, severely burned. Yeah. Where, like, he has a Ronald McDonald yeah. mouth or yeah. whatever, yeah. and, like, his eyes are, you know, Melted no hair. Shut. Yes. Yeah. And I just thought, so then I thought in my head, like, it was in that flash instant yeah. ago, like, I don't want to be like all the other people who avert their eyes. Yes. So I'm going to look back yes. like I respect you as a sure. human being. Yeah. Well, but I think I overcompensated. Just staring at <laughs> I don't fucking just stare his goddamn head off. <laughs> and then I realize I'm staring his head off, so when I averted my eyes extra fat. It was a disaster. <laughs> but then you go like, so how do we treat that? How do you, yeah. like, I wish I had like a little flag in my mm-hmm. pocket that I could hold up to people yeah. like that and go like, hey. I see you. I just want you to know that I yeah. respect you and don't judge you yeah. like other people. What would you suggest to people who who to see you with right. your son and whatever? Yeah. How do you approach that? Like, what what it's is so? Hard. Have you seen people do it in a way where you walk where they walk away? You go, wow, that was impressive. Right. No. Well, here's the thing. It's I can't even answer for every parent because I've met parents of special needs kids that are completely oversensitive about everything. Yeah. So everything is the wrong thing to say. I'm different, but you never know. So I get that. And I've before I had children like that. I would say that I was that way also. Here's a funny story about that. So we were at a... Well, it's hilarious. (laughs) It was... um, But the same thing. We um, had Jack, and he was in the baby. So he was maybe five months old, and we were at an appointment at the doctor's, and we wheeled into an elevator. And inside the elevator was a mom and her maybe five-year-old kid. And as a mom, after the fact, knowing what five-year-old kids are like... 
they are full of questions and are never going to not say what they're right, thinking. Right, not censor And it. all I know is that that mom in that moment was like, oh, my God, are Wanted you to kidding die. me? Wanted to like die. Like, if she was a stand-up we comic, it would be her closer. Yes. Right. We were literally in. She can't get out. We are in an elevator, and right. we're in it. And you hear, and so here you hear, Mom, Mom, hey, Mom. And, and we're all waiting. It's all this silence, and you're waiting for the next thing that comes out of the kid's mouth. And the mom goes, Mom. <laughs> I bet the mom was just dreading <laughs> saying what. She's never dreaded the word what so much in she her goes, life. She goes, Mom, that, that baby has such fat feet. He, that's the fun part of him that's normal. And the mom was like, we all did this collective. Like, <sighs> Like okay, so that's how you feel out. too. In yes, that moment, you're I like, felt bad for even, her. right, it right. You like, don't embarrass yes, her again. That's yes. you. Okay. And so it was funny, and we la- all laughed. And I said, "Yes, he does. He has the fattest feet." You had to laugh at it. And it's like, well, you must Andy's almost missing been his glad. arm. Yeah, you must, <laughs> <laughs> you must have been glad to be like, right. "Oh my God, we get to talk yes, about yes, something yes, other yes, than yes, his missing at, arm or whatever." Right. And, well, here's the thing. I said he's got so many things going on. The fact that you don't even realize he's missing his arm. So loud <laughs> that it went into my yeah. headphones. I can't. I don't like his mics. They're right there. <laughs> but I said the fact that you forget that he's missing an arm tells yeah. you how many issues the kid has. I mean, right. we've had a bazillion surgeries, a bazillion, everything. So it is one of the things. What's the right thing to say? Here is my thing. I do, and I was the same person before. I was one of those self-absorbed. I'm going to have. Four kids or three. Well, I am in a yeah. different way. That's why you know things yeah. are back to normal. And right. that was funny because I remember thinking when you have these situations, you're like, nothing else matters. Those little things I used to get mad about, they don't matter. I knew it got back to normal when I was swearing in traffic no, these again. Things matter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, you jer- merge. Do you not know how to merge? I'm like, oh, it's back to normal. But it's the. Um, I forgot my train of thought. Um, learning to de- people coming up to you. Boy, I think you're retarded. <laughs> Brain damage. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. I but it's that. Oh, you just never know what to say. And some people are sensitive, and some people aren't. And I don't. I, there's no answer to that. You've never seen someone come up and then leave, and as they're walking away, you go like. Wow, did they handle that with grace and, like, classiness? Yeah, well, I thought the lady that wanted to say a prayer, I thought I would never have been able to do that. because Really? I, See, to me, that's just ham-fisted, like, well, you're a religious freak and you're going to do I your religious know. thing. I don't know. You know what, though? I think when you get there, anything nice that's not teenagers laughing at him is, right. like, refreshing. And have you ever had someone come up and just put a whipped cream pie right in his face? No, not yet. Well, you know what's so funny is that I actually had I actually had a woman at church say to me, "My daughter came back from college, and what I do get, and it's not so much at him, it's at me. When they find out that we knew that he was going to be sick, or we didn't know he was going to be sick, we knew he was going to die. Is he cold? Because he had a em- emphysema. Emphysema. Um, he they get <laughs> mad. At, they get mad at me. They get like, mad at you. Like, there's, like, why would you do, like, it's selfish. Like, I was selfish to do this, like, bring this child into the world. That's obnoxious. No, but it's it's not unusual. That's more than the recoiling. I can't even fucking get my head around that. Uh, what, yeah. yeah, what are you saying? You're yeah. saying that people get, that you, ha- when, huh? Because when I they say, oh, you knew, and they're like, 
I had a woman. At oh one, yeah, well that well, is no, no, selfish. No. But 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 they. I had no, a woman that crazy. I knew as I was pregnant, and I didn't tell a lot of people, like the people that were under me. I didn't the people that I worked with around me, and um, they knew because I it was a high risk pregnancy and whatnot. But oh, well, she was standing on a, a tight. It was, was, actually, they had me in a, in a, a straitjacket underwater, and I got wow. out of it. And it you got crazy. out of it and had the baby? It was hard to find. It was a maternity straitjacket. Well, it's hard to find. has got some limitations, I mean. <laughs> Water on the brain, amongst others. But he, but one, one of my bosses said to me, oh, really? I would just write it off. I did more than one person say to me. You can't. Well, you can. Yeah, it's legal to do so. But I remember thinking, you don't know what your kid's gonna have. You don't. Right. You don't. You you say I'm gonna be a parent, and you don't say just because you're. I love you because you're healthy. It's like your kid could get cancer. You could get hit by a car. Yes. All these things. I'm not protect. People are like, I did something like I didn't protect him from suffering, and I think sometimes that people. First of all, it's not. The the it's there's a heavy handedness in the medical field that pushes you towards not because they are doctors and they're the way they think and it's like it should be perfect it should be you know what, whatever though, if if I was and listen I I'm not I whatever I'm I'm not even gonna preface this I'm just gonna say as a older man if I had a 22 year old woman I know you were yeah. older than that but yeah. if there was a 22 year old woman in the room saying she's going to have a severely challenged mm-hmm. child. I would be doing pretty much everything in my, you know, whatever. I wouldn't be ridiculous, but I would be like, yeah, you should probably terminate this because life is so fucking hard. Life is so yeah. hard without. But here's okay. the thing. I know that going in, here's the, right. here's, I didn't go into it thinking I was going to be a hero. It scared the shit out of me. I was really? a superwoman. Uh, I know I've tricked you all, but I've never, I was a little self-absorbed, a little for myself, a little bit type A in what I wanted in my life and what kind of family I wanted. And and having a special needs child was never... Here, yeah, what? I know, Chell. You're the <laughs> loudest fucking... My, you sit right. there and say nothing, just make a bunch of noise. But it was one of those things that I was never someone that'd be like, oh, I'm going to adopt kids with special needs and care for them. It was never in my plan. But... My dad, well, my dad said to me about a week. (laughs) I'm trying to ask hard-hitting questions. My dad said to me a week before I was scheduled to have him, he said, are you, we were over at his house and it was just the two of us in the porch and he said, are you afraid of him dying? And I, and this is like one of the first times I really cried in front of anyone. I'm like, I'm afraid that he's going to live. And I said that out loud, and I remember thinking, what a horrible thing for a mom a horrib- to say. What a horrible thing for a mom to say. Right. Oh, my God. It's jinx. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Coke. Give me a Coke. Give me a Coke. Give me a Coke. But it was that It's kind of scary. Like, you don't right, know. Right. Because his brain, be his brain was going to be on the outside of his head. He didn't have eyes. He didn't have this. So, Would yeah. Would you know my stance on that? What? On the brain outside the head thing. You got to go. <laughs> You got to go. Know. You don't have saying, a stent? I remember earlier I said something about that. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. It, was, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't remarkable. It helps for a callback if you remember the original joke. Yeah. Gave. Well, Tevin, here's the- you've never been on my side. You're not on my side. It makes me think you were brain with. You were born with your brain on the outside of your head. Hey, hey Tevin. Tevin, you were you were brain with your you born. Brain. You were brain with the your born outside of your of head. That. That's your what he said. Brain. You were you were, brain. He couldn't even say it. You were brain with your born. So mad. Listen, guys, I don't want you. I don't want you jumping on Tevin's side because he's a somewhat good-looking, generic black guy. 
Just because he's totally oh generic and will not leave an imprint no. on anyone except you're the people horrible. he rapes. Can I just say life. this, though? And is, is what you're saying is like you would say you saw a 22-year-old. I was 27. I was young. I had, you know. Right. There was nothing more important and more uh, impacting that's happened on my life that's made me better and my kids better. <laughs> my my kids better. I mean, no, my my uh, my bladder. I would argue, but right, your kids. How do you have so, okay, yes, yes. Here's, go go. Yeah, it's you. That, that was a good question. That's you. Sorry. Good question. No, that I didn't mean you. to jump ahead, but no. we're going into the kids thing. So we haven't spoken about the three other kids. Mm-hmm. It's we've learned how it's affected you. How yeah. has it affected? Them. Well, they've never known. They must it. just dog the shit out of them. <laughs> they've never <laughs> known anything different. But I mean, here's me who would have been uncomfortable around people with special needs and never been around people like that. They have never known anything different. You want to hear a funny story about what one of my kids Can did? Can I say one right. really quick one first? Yeah. When I was in Detroit Lakes Junior <laughs> High School, uh, that we. So we were the county seat. So all of the people with developmental dis- disabilities were sent to our school. Went there and to buy jeans. Do you remember that story, you guys? The county seat? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that was what good. I, what? Tevin's like, I don't remember no that. Idea. So this <laughs> must, be, must be a 70s You guys got sweet overalls. This dude had a wheelchair that had all the symbols for him to point yeah. to, right? And it said, yes, no. Get away from me, Gabe. Was no, actually a no, permanent one they put in later. But it did have one, so it said like <laughs> yes, no, sun, moon, like really bad. And then douche there was bag. one when you would come around. No, then douche, there was douche, one. Douche, 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 <laughs> douche. <laughs> that just had a had a chicken bone on it, <laughs> like it had, or like like a, like it had a chicken drummy on it. <laughs> it had a chicken drummy, and I thought when. Does he have the purpose? To, <laughs> goes, I want the chicken drummy. <laughs> Give me that drummy. Did you beat up kids that uh, were mentally no. retarded yes, in I your beat school? Up kids in wheelchairs. <laughs> hell yes. I would put my knees on the uh, handrests and just alternate right and left into these goddamn kids until they went to sleep. I mean, I couldn't stop. You know me. Yeah. Come on. We do know Get you. Get on board. You're not on this podcast <laughs> because you're not with that. Oh, here's a funny story, though. Oh, my though. God. My wife is going to hate me more than she already has. Well, here's a funny story about how your kids handle it. They don't know any difference, so there's a beauty in that. Like, there's nothing about him. They w- they wake up. They've never known not him. Mm-hmm. But then they start. It's a, I found at the age of about five or six is when they start noticing because their friends notice. And so then they get protective, and they've all Good done the them. same thing. But very protective. here's the funny thing. He had some friends. Patrick had some friends over, and I wish I had a phone or something at that point to record what they were saying. So we had told um, the kids basically what the doctors had said to us is like, it's basically like, He's the baby's developing in the amniotic sac, and the sac gets in, and it's so random. It's like a bunch of scalpels in there, and it does its damage, and it's arbitrary, and there's no rhyme or reason to it, and that's how that happens. So the kids have never asked me anything about it, but at a certain point, they must have asked Andy, and Patrick was told that it's kind of like someone got in there with some knives, and 
it did it cut off his arm and did the damage. What a beautiful way to way say to put it, it, right? Sure. So here's his friends are asking How about throwing him, stars? Here's <laughs> no, <laughs> like, numchucks. Like numchucks. a ninja was throwing was throwing stars in there and just so, cutting the ribbons. So wait. So my kids my I'm listening around the corner and I hear one of his friends ask about Jack and what happened to him and Patrick is like, "Okay. So here's what happened. Okay. 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 So there was when he was in the belly Okay. Okay. <laughs> and he goes, there was two sacks. That's and a the baby. Story. Okay. And this is how he was telling it. And he's like, okay. And there was two sacks. And in one sack, Jack was in there. And then the other sack, it was a bunch of knives. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, and the knives got in. <laughs> that kid's and fucking side. And, and the knives and won. The, and the knives got in there, and that's what happened. And the, all the other kids were like, "Fair enough. All right, let's go play." <laughs> I mean, they were they were on board with that. But another one with the same thing with Patrick. He had a friend. They wanted to walk. Dry, walk. Patrick Jack was in one a room that they had to pass through to go and play video games. And the one little boy was nervous about it and didn't want to walk past Jack. And instead of Patrick making the kid feel like a jerk, which he totally obviously was, he said he goes and gets a blanket and throws it over him and holds it. And he goes, run, run, run <laughs> so past him. Did. My son did it for his kids to run past his brother. You know what? I'm on his side because right? I get like my yes. brother was a spaz. And yes. I fucking like, I would absolutely like go like, I'll fucking ignore Adam. Like, don't worry yeah. about Adam. He's a yeah. fucking spaz. Yeah. Like, you guys just go. Yeah. No, I can. No, I'm, and I, I thought it was the funniest thing and the sweetest thing. And but the thing is, is that my kids. And every mom says this, but they're the sweetest kids. They're the best kids. And your they, kids aren't. I've met them. But yeah. here's something that I just want to pivot to. All right. You know, you know how Chell's life has been. <laughs> Not exactly. Sorry. It ain't a basket of roses, right? <laughs> it's hard. Right. Well, he has a brother. He's got a twin brother. Mm-hmm. And to Chell's brother, who's a twin brother. Mm-hmm. Chell's fucking retarded. <laughs> He's thrown blankets over Chell. <laughs> Even in their 40s. Run! Even run! Go 40s. run! They throw run a goddamn Star Wars sleeping bag over his head while Chell fights his way through it. I don't give a fuck. I'm better looking, so it doesn't matter. You were better looking. No, I am. I am. Chell, I saw your brother, man. He's a good looking guy. He let us film at his house when all those trees fell down. He's not better looking. He's not better looking. You have character. Listen, you have character. I'm trying to psych you up. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm ready. serious. Everybody. You have you have character. I think you are better That's looking, dude. That's a nice dude. personality. Dude, seriously. I think you're better looking. You promise? Hell yeah, man. Thank you I think so you have so much, much going for you. If you had to make out with one so of them. Much. Oh, I'd choose Shell any day. Shell's my favorite dude in the world. That's what I'm talking about. But also... You can see how he'd throw a blanket over your head just trying to get his friends to the room. Right? No. Well, it's not insulting if you think of it a certain way. That my brother's going to throw a blanket over my head? <laughs> shit, I emptied that motherfucker's sump pump. I want a little motherfucker. Tell him to calm that shit down. Come over and show me a little motherfucking respect. Understand me? What? Nothing. We it's could get just... two podcasts out of this, I think. Gabe rambling and the... <laughs> All right, are we good? Does this feel good? Is there is there anything huge we've missed? I don't know. Do I? Do you guys? How about this? No, I do want to know this. So Jack is how old now? Sixteen. He's a driver. Just kidding. He's not. (laughs) You You just let him. You just close your eyes and let him steer around. Then. No. So 
He's he's how old? 16? 16. How old was he supposed to live? Zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. And how old? Uh, Is he going to live? Yeah. They don't know. That was what my neurologist said to me when he was four. What does he, your gut say? My gut says... Forever. Forever. No, Good. I don't know. I hope so. Good. I mean, I hope... Well, you know what? I hope he dies a day before I do. What? Yeah. A day before? Who's going to take care of him? That like, makes I sense. Want, okay. Yeah, okay. I want okay. to die a day before I was going to say, what a sadistic no. bitch. <laughs> I'm going to... It's like back, wanted, in the, back in the day, we're going to have him buried him with me. Out. Just bury with him. Bury him with me. <laughs> right. But it's that feeling of... But you know what's so funny is that my kids now are like fighting over who gets to take care of them when they move out. And I'm like, let's get this in writing. If you could just sign this dotted yes. line. But they, that's how much they are... I, I feel like in those situations that doctors and people... Such as yourself. Have Gabe. you brought your son to Dr. Dre? No, I, I love her though. I'd love her. Yeah. I'd love her. Um, but I have, but the thing is, is that I think they manipulate you in the sense when I was, they're like, you know what, this, if you have this baby, it is going to compromise and put in jeopardy your health and your future ability to have children. Well, what, it's true. They weren't lying, but what they don't tell you is that every pregnancy jeopardizes your health and your future to have more children. These motherfuckers, listen. My, they my like little baby. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know where I stand on that kid. Yeah. I like him. You do stand on him, and I think it's weird. I do stand on him. Well, well <laughs> have you seen how high safe. up we keep our bowls? <laughs> I need a Were boost. Were you pro-life or pro-choice before this, and has it affected your decision to be pro-life Actually, or pro-choice after? Actually, here's what I was. I was pro-life in theory. I was never like someone that would sign things, but just as a, like, not in a religious sense, but just in the biology of it, yes. But... I did think about it for a day. I went home with my own convictions of being pro-life and went home going, we you shouldn't have Shell this baby. For? We shouldn't have this baby. <laughs> the ultimate sin. He was pro-rape. He was pro-rape well, before that. Well, in his case, he was. After it? No, but I, but knowing- After you've actually raped someone, do you let yourself off the hook? Yeah, that's a, it's a different... Guilty, thing. not guilty, whatever. Sure. It's hard not to guilty. parse it out unless you were there. But anyway. No, so I what? was. but I was just saying that there was a point I had my own convictions about it. And even I was like, why are we doing this? We shouldn't do this. So I'm thinking about people that don't have that same convictions. It's no wonder that there isn't a, a perinatal hospice in place because most women don't go ahead. Right. You know what was interesting is that they were like cobbling together this perinatal hospice when I came in to have the baby, instead of bringing me on the floor where the women that were having babies would go, they put me up on the floor where it was all high risk so I wouldn't have to hear all the healthy babies. So it was, but when I came... Some fucked up shit, bitch. Well, it is. Yeah. It is. And when you think about it, so they put me to sleep to have him. Joe's <laughs> laughing because I called you bitch. No, he's not. He's wondering yes, why he you is. didn't do it earlier. No, I love... I, I actually... Sorry. No. By the way, I actually have a thing with my wife where I ask her if once a month I can call her bitch for a day. Oh, and I'm good period. That's your guys' role bitch. play? No, it's not role play. She hates it. But she knows that I need it. And so it's, She's it's, such a good shit, woman. Bitch, you got to make me some fucking soup right now. Make me a sandwich. Yeah. Soup? Yeah, shit, bitch. I need some fucking soup. Yeah. Hey, she only makes me sandwiches every time I snap my underwear band. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> All right. I think this has been a wonderful podcast. You this think? This is really, honestly, I think this has been really fun. Tavin, what do you think? Go I ahead. Think it was good. Hey, I think it was Tavin, good. Tavin, put this bitch on blast if you don't think it was good. I will shit. Tell her her whole life with her handicapped children was worth nothing. Hey, is, well, it was worth a good podcast. The fucking shit it was. Yeah. I think it was great. Chell? And I have a uh, rap sheet. Is that kind of like part of the protocol of being on the show? You have a rap sheet? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. So no, that, don't here. you guys just normally interview people? We have, with a, rap we have sure, a lot of criminals sure. so far. But, criminals. but I'd say you're no fucking I'm no angel. clean lily. No. I don't know what that no. is. Clean lily? <laughs> Sounds like a douche. All right. That was our episode with Colleen Justice. Thank you, Colleen, for doing it. Chell is just the king as always. I love that episode. It's a really serious um, topic, obviously, and we're making inappropriate jokes, which I think is kind of our show at its best, or I hope to do more stuff like that. And I, I really appreciate Colleen coming on and talking about it. So thank you very much, and uh, have a good afternoon and night, and also the morning. Uh-huh.